0: Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own senior pastor, Tavares Gardner. We talked about metron. We say metron in the Greek. is translated sphere. Sphere is the word metron, which also is sometimes translated in the New Testament as a measure. Paul knew that his metron uh, was in the Corinthian church because he helped birth uh, the church of Corinth. Amen. Everybody say, uh, also, Paul's specific metron, his specific sphere of influence, was with the Gentiles. Everybody say the Gentiles. Paul was called to the Gentiles. His metron was the who? The Gentile. Peter's metron was of the circumcision or the Jews. And Romans 1 and 5 says, through him we receive grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith from his name, Satan. For God, who was at work in Peter as an apostle to the circumcised, was also at work in me, Paul is talking, as an apostle to the Gentiles. Everybody say, you must know your Metron. Metron. Everybody say, I must know my Metron. Metron. You have a specific grace assigned to your Metron. And any time you operate outside of the grace, hallelujah, you're going to get in trouble. Let's read on. Paul says in Romans 15, 15 through 16, Romans chapter 15, he says, Yet I have written you quite boldly on some points to remind you of them again. Because of the grace, everybody say grace, Grace. God gave me to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. What was Paul's metron? Who was he called to? Gentiles who was Peter called to Jews Jews. he gave me the priestly duty of proclaiming the gospel of God so that the Gentiles might become an offering acceptable to God sanctified by the Holy Spirit everybody say grace Grace. now as we talk about grace I'm going to explain this to you I'm not talking about uh, salvation grace There's another type of grace that we're going to talk about. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you are all one in Christ. That is Galatians chapter 3, verse 28. One of the beautiful things that the new covenant accomplished was restoring, was the restoring of equality. Everybody say the restoring restoring of equality. Among all people. Yet that restoration does not change the fact that men and women still exist with distinct differences. What did I say? Distinct differences. And that Paul was called to the who? While Peter was called to the who? Equality is restored, but distinctions remain. What did I say? Equality is restored, but distinction is remains so another important truth is, uh, is that although in Christ we are all equal in grace we are not all equal I'm going somewhere I am not speaking of saving grace which is poured out equally to all according to Titus uh, chapter 2 verse 11 I am speaking of an empowering grace uh, for fivefold leadership uh, this is a unique unique measure of grace that is given specifically for you to minister to your Metron. Amen. You do not have grace, listen, to operate outside of your Metron. Did you hear what I said? Yes, yes. Say it with me. I do not have grace not operate. to operate outside my Metron. Outside my for example, for example, for example, for example, Let's go to the book of Luke, chapter uh, 6, verses 12 through 13. Luke, chapter 6, verse 12 through 13. Luke, chapter 6, verse 12 through 13. When you have it, say amen. Luke, chapter 6, verses 12 through 13. I'm going to read it. On uh, one of those days, Jesus went out, help me to preach, uh, help me to teach. Out to a mountainside to pray what did Jesus do he went out to a mountainside to do what and spent the night praying to who God when morning came he called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them which seems to me there might have been more than 12 at that time, y'all know that was more than 12. Okay, just making sure y'all know that there were more than 12 disciples. Read your Bibles. And why was this taken so seriously? Listen, for example, not every disciple was given the metron and grace of being an apostle. Jesus spent an entire night in prayer seeking God (laughs) before he put apostolic grace on 12 individuals. He had more than 12. But he spent the night in prayer, all night praying. And when he got through praying, he called his disciples and placed the apostolic grace upon 12. Paul said, are all apostles? Are all prophets? No. And so that's why, oh my God, let me, oh, let me, let me get ahead of myself. And why was this taken so seriously? Because grace has weight on it. What did I say? Grace has weight on it. it. The grace of being an apostle in the first century could literally kill you. Jesus knew that these particular followers would end up martyred because he put apostolic grace upon their lives. The exceptions were Judas, who still died by suicide, did he not? Yeah. And John, who tradition tells us that was unable to be martyred. The impartation of fivefold grace for leadership is deadly important. It should be taken seriously. Those of you that want to jump in leadership, those of you that want titles, if you do not have the grace of God for a particular title, it will kill you. I know some people now that have titles that I know God has not graced them for, and some of them call themselves apostles. And I see a lot of sickness upon some of these apostles, so-called apostles, because they don't have the grace for it. Perhaps with all-night prayer sessions or even fasting, as happened in Antioch when Paul and Barnabas were supernaturally given grace which made them into apostles. Acts chapter 13, let's read it. Acts 13, 2 and 3. Acts chapter 13, verses 2 and 3. We're talking about Metron, but up on the, also next to Metron, we're talking about grace. There is a grace for your Metron. All right? While they were worshiping, Acts 13, 2 and 3. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, who said it? Holy Spirit Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul. Now, there were prophets and teachers in this church. Read your Bibles. There were prophets and teachers in this church. The Holy Spirit said, I want you to separate from me who? Paul and Barnabas and make them apostles. Here we go. So after they had set, them, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work for which I have called them. So after they had fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. After Paul and Barnabas were launched as apostles, they were also very serious about placing grace upon others. We see this when they install leaders in Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch also with prayer and fasting Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting it you, saints of the most high God, prayer and fasting prayer and fasting Jesus chose twelve by what, through what prayer and fasting we should do nothing except we do it with You don't make an assignment or a move except without prayer. I wish I had a, a church in here. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders. That's Acts 14 and 23. Later, the apostle Paul gave directions to the apostle Titus, saying that he left him in Crete specifically to ordain leaders. That's in Titus chapter 1, verse 5. The reason I left you in Crete was that you might put in order what was left unfinished and ordain elders in every town as I directed you. This is the serious business of five-fold ministers, to carefully distribute the impartation of grace and raise up new leaders within their own metron. What good is it of me being an apostle if I don't raise up other apostolic leaders? I can start a movement since we're ushering in this apostolic into this house. I can't hear nobody say nothing. And and if I die, when I die, and if I don't raise up anybody to carry on the work, then the apostolic work that has been started will become institutionalized and ceremonial. And most of our churches have become institutionalized and ceremonial, and that's where the bishops come in. Because when the apostolic is choked out of a church, then we want to come, then tradition comes, institutionalization comes. And then we begin to ceremonialize because we want to keep it the same way. We're not open to new moves and the new wine cannot flow. I wish I had a church in here. And so most churches, most denominations, oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble. But I think about The Church of God in Christ. I think about Bishop C. H. Mason and how he got filled with the Holy Ghost. Y'all know he came out the Baptist Church, all right. Got filled with the Holy Ghost. Got filled with the Holy Ghost and started a movement called the Church of God in Christ. Started a movement and now. it has become institutionalizing. You don't really see miracle signs and wonders that you used to see in the church of God and Christ up under Bishop C.H. Mason because we have ceremonialized the church. And we've choked out apostolic ministry in God's house. And the new wine has dried up, turned into old wine. Look at most of your churches. I said, oh, Lord, am I getting in trouble again. Someone showed me, Lord, have mercy. A bishop getting installed. And, uh, the ceremony is quite, um, quite Catholic. I told you the regalia for being a bishop can cost uh, maybe 15 grand and up.